Today on Smooth Jazz, we take you around the NBA to look at the latest news from the league. Plus, game recaps of the Jazz's first two wins against OKC and last night at Sacramento. Then we'll take a look at next week's matchups against the Nuggets, the Rockets, and the Bulls, and details on our first giveaway. All this and more today on Smooth Jazz. You're listening to Smooth Jazz with Jackson and Kyle. Welcome to Smooth Jazz, everybody. I'm your host, Kyle Bowman, alongside Jackson Ringer, and we're going to take you around the NBA to look at the latest news from the league. First, starting with the Jazz, we got Jordan Clarkson becoming an official uh, Lululemon brand ambassador. First first NBA player to do so, to be a brand ambassador. So uh, that's pretty sick. Shout out to JC. You know he's always dripping, always looking fresh, and now he's getting to look even fresher. How how, how would it, how nice would it be to have free Lulu? I'm, just I mean, whenever you want. Why can't I be a Lululemon ambassador? Because I need the free clothes. Jordan Clarkson doesn't need free clothes. Yeah, he has enough. Share the wealth. But I, I'm happy for JC. No, I'm I'm. He deserves it. I think more than anybody else. And he's going to be even drippier than usual now. Um, also with the Jazz recently released. The NBA all-time top 75 list. Three jazz men on the list. Four if you count uh, new owner Dwayne Wade. But John Stockton, Carl Malone, and Pistol Pete Maravich all made top 75 all-time. What are your thoughts? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think it's all well-deserved. I haven't paid too much attention to the NBA 75 list. I don't know. We've, uh, we'll talk about this later, or uh, I guess in a second, but we have all this drama kind of surrounding the list. Um, but I think this is all obvious, uh, three obvious choices, these three Jasmine. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think that's controversial at all. Stockton and Malone, greatest pick-and-roll duo of all time. Yeah. No, no, there's no argument there. Pistol Pete Maravich also, um, innovator with ball handling. He For was, sure. he, he changed the game. Um, but there are some people who feel left out, uh, not on the jazz. I don't think anybody's, I think Joe Ingles could have made the list, but, uh, Clay Thompson is very upset being left off the list. Do yeah. you think he deserves a spot? Um, honestly, no, uh, I don't really, I, I just don't see him on. I don't see why he should be on that list. I get he's, he's a, one of the greatest shooters, he's won two championships, but I I feel like everyone else on the list has a has a has a better career as a whole than Clay Thompson. Maybe in a, in a few years you look at Clay Thompson's career, but I think as of now he shouldn't have a spot on the list. Yeah, I think I think Clay Thompson, top five shooter of all time, arguably. Yeah. Um, and like you said, he's got a couple championships. He's he is a great player, but I agree that I don't think his career is what it needs to be to be top seventy five all time. Maybe at the end of his career, maybe he'll be top one hundred all time list in twenty five years. We'll look back, but it's hard to look back at all of these players and when we can see their whole career and say, yeah, Clay Thompson is that because we don't know how the rest of his career will go. 
Yeah, yeah. I and and he hasn't played for for two years. Not his fault, obviously, with injury. But it's I just don't think as a whole he's put the career together yet. He's he's a beast. He's a great shooter. He's the one of the key reasons why the Warriors have uh won their championships. But I um top seventy five all time, uh, I'm not sure. Another snub, in his own opinion, who feels very left out of the list, um, Dwight Howard. Very upset not making the list. Do you think he deserves a spot on the top 75 all-time? Uh, no. And I'm I'm passionate about this. This might be a hot take, but uh, Dwight Howard has not been good for a long time. And he's, he was dominant when I was, like, in elementary school. You have, you know, the pictures of... Yeah, I remember like the Got Milk posters or whatever, the the posters in the cafeteria with Dwight Howard, you know, uh, in the dunk contest with the Superman cape on. Uh, you know, he he was dominant back then with the Magic. Um, really, uh, really helped carry that team. But he has not been good for so. He he. I feel like he had this this three four year period where he was a dominant force in the NBA. But since then, he's been a journeyman. Just going uh going around the league to all these different teams uh has he really done that much with the lakers as of as of late i don't i don't think so i don't think i don't get what the big deal is about him not being on the list i think vince carter and tracy mcgrady not being on the list i think that's a bigger deal than dwight howard not being on the list yeah and i know that we often agree on these things and i'm I have to agree. I don't think that Dwight Howard's career merits a spot on the list. Um, and like you said, bigger names were left off. Better careers were left off. And Dwight Howard, you had a great run for a few years. You were obviously a dominant player in that time. But ever since, he just hasn't made any noise in the league. Yeah. Um, interesting note that was made to the list. Damian Lillard made the top 75 list. Okay. Um I think he deserves it. Maybe I'm biased just because he's a he's a Weber State product here from Utah, but I really respect his game and I think he, in a different situation, he would have a lot of the credentials that the other guys have, championship rings. Um, but he's been loyal to Portland. He's stuck it out, even though it's obviously not ideal uh, with his supporting cast. But I was I was happy that he made it. I think he deserves it. Yeah, no, I'm a big I'm a big Dame Dame fan. Um, just going back to the the Dwight Howard situation for a sec, uh, we saw last night uh, an interesting uh, thing happen in the Lakers game. You had him and Anthony Davis getting physical on the bench. What 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 do you make of this? Is this are the Lakers uh, falling apart already? Or what what's your opinion on this? Well, I think everybody's ready to say that yes they are because like we we've even talked about this that there's too many big names and big egos on yeah. one team i don't think it's as big of a deal as it's been made out to be yeah. i think it's not good for the lakers i don't think it's great to be fighting on the bench with yeah. your own teammates but i don't think it's gonna derail their season in any way no it's yeah. not it's not a good sign but it's not a sign of the end either i want this to be a big deal but it is not a big deal. This happens all the time. And uh, sometimes, I mean, you, you see it 
at least once a season, there's there's uh, teammates chirping at their their own own teammates on the bench. This this happens all the time, and it, it's more common in locker rooms. And uh, you know, these are just a bunch of dudes playing a game they're passionate about. They're gonna have arguments and stuff like that. But the the Lakers will be fine. I'm not worried about them from uh, from. Personally, I'm just not afraid of them. I think their their team isn't as as good as they look on paper or whatever with their big names. But I don't think because of this altercation, that's what's gonna derail their season already or something like that. Like they're fine. They're they're probably just chilling right now. Like I think they're good. Yeah, and I, I did see a report today that they've already kind of cleared the air and yeah. talked about things. So I don't. I I would like it to be the end, but it it's definitely not. Um, more drama in the NBA out of Philadelphia. Ben Simmons returned to camp, showed up unannounced, and uh, would not join a drill after being repeatedly asked um, and was kicked out of practice. Yeah. And now um, he's said that he's had back problems, back tightness, it was it was reported as. Um, and that's why he didn't want to join the drill. Um, but Ben Simmons will not play. Yeah. It's a it's a crazy situation, and then you have the Seventy Sixers owner saying that this could go on for the next three years. Like the Seventy Sixers are committed to having Ben Simmons on their roster, um, unless they can get a huge a huge name for him, which which they won't. So this is gonna drag on for for a while, um, and then you have Ben Simmons telling the the team that he's just not mentally ready to play to his capabilities yet yesterday or whatever i just think this is all all bs and and honestly you saw this this coming in a way you you knew ben simmons coming out of lsu uh was was not the the highest character dude uh a lot of the scouting reports said that his his character was an issue that he's he's really just concerned about himself um and i think ben simmons you know obviously as as jazz fans we're gonna we're gonna hate on on ben simmons but I think the the majority of the, of NBA fans feel this way. Ben Simmons is an example of someone who has uh, tons of of talent, has been blessed with just natural ability and and physical capabilities. Except and all for that. shooting. Except for shooting, yeah, exactly. And and he has all this talent, but he can't put in the work to get better at the one thing that he's he's lacking at. I mean, you see Giannis already, uh, the star of the season. Giannis has always been a, a poor a poor shooter. But he's pro- progressively gotten better, put in the work in the off season, and uh, you saw this this first opening week of the season. Giannis was uh, pulling up, looked more confident with his shot. Prime example of someone who puts in work. Ben Simmons is the opposite of that. And uh, the Seventy Sixers, man. If I was a Seventy Sixers man fan, the trusting the process did not work out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and like you said. It's easy to hate on Ben Simmons as a jazz fan. Yeah. But we were just right early on. Yeah. He's rookie of the year. Ben Simmons has just not been able to live up to expectations. And that's, it's almost sad because he just, he's not helping himself out. Yeah. He keeps hurting his stock even more. He's becoming less and less valuable as he drags on this whole ordeal with the Sixers. And I don't see it ever getting better for him yeah i mean i I think do you think ben simmons when do you think ben simmons will will play do you think he will play a game for the 76ers this season this season 
at least not until halfway through the season. Okay. If if at all. Wow. That's I think I think within a couple of weeks he'll he'll be back on the floor. But I don't know, it, it could drag on. Uh I just think eventually he cuz the 76ers don't have to pay him the full amount, right? If he if he's not playing. Well, he's been getting he hasn't made any money. He's been fined. Yeah. He's been he, he's had to pay for missing camp and practice. Yeah. So he he's in a tough spot and he keeps making it more difficult. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh I'm I'm just glad we have we have Donovan. <laughs> yeah. I'd much take runner up over rookie of the year. Yeah. Um in other news, Steph Curry went off against the Clippers. Um he also made that top NBA seventy five list. Forty five points, eight for thirteen from three. How worried are you about the Warriors? Uh I'm not worried, but I do like watching Steph. <laughs> and uh yeah, it was fun to see, especially since since the Clippers. I'd, I'd say uh, I was definitely pulling for the Warriors in that game. Steph Curry, uh, I've, I've always loved Steph Curry, not necessarily the Warriors per se, but uh, yeah, he went off. It was good to see classic Steph performance. So Here's something we can disagree on. Yeah. I hate Steph Curry. Really? I do not like him. Wow. I As a person, he's a great guy, I'm sure. Yeah. As a player... I despise him. Wow. Although he is exciting to watch. I'll admit that. But yeah. I just I don't like his style of play. Okay. Great shooter. I respect his game. But I don't like him. Wow. Yeah. That's an interesting uh take. But yeah. Wow. Forty five points, I can't I can't <laughs> Yeah, you can't argue with that. I can't bro. hate on it. I don't I respect his game. He's great, but just not a fan. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now you know. That's, wow. Okay. Um, and now we're going to take a look at some jazz basketball this week. We were able to go actually on Tuesday yeah, to the home opener. Yeah, let's talk about the jazz, bro. Let's talk about the jazz. Dude, that was the home. First two games are in the books. What What do you think? What the OKC on, um, what was that? Tuesday, Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, it was fun to be there. We were at the game. Energy was good. Uh, it was, uh. It was a bit of a blowout. Not the most exciting game, but it was it was fun to be there. Yeah, and it wasn't a flawless performance by any means um, on the Jazz's part. A uh, couple of notable problems. Donovan Mitchell didn't really show out as he often does. Um, he seemed to struggle both shooting and uh, tr- getting to the rack. He's he's kind of had a hard time in both those games. They really collapsed on a. Um, him really well like they clogged up the lane they kept him from getting to the rim uh Jax is telling us now that the game was wednesday night oh my bad i'm sorry (laughs) thank you Jax, for uh correcting us there um jared butler i was really looking forward to see him play but he did not he he looked great in the preseason he had a lot of confidence but he came into this game he looked really nervous um a few turnovers really quick it, yeah. it was pretty bad, honestly. But it's it's like it's it's, it's still game. early on. Yeah, I'm not. It's not. A big I'm deal. still. I'm still hopeful for him to have a great. I'm sure he'll have a great career and everything, and I'm sure he'll improve as the season goes on. I really hope that he would just show up and go off. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard. The NBA is way different from from college ball. But I uh, I expect Jerry Butler to to be fine. I think it's good. Take a little. A little while for him to uh get into the rotation get his his rhythm but 
we we we've seen his talent. He looks good. Um, something uh something positive from this game was that Rudy looked uh pretty dominant uh the the entire night offensively. Um, and he was a, he was a rebound machine. Twenty one rebounds. Uh, he he just went off. Um, and then Donovan, although he did not have a great shooting scoring performance. Um, one thing that we saw a little bit in the preseason was that Donovan looked a lot better defensively. Uh, and Donovan hasn't been a terrible defender in his career, but he also hasn't been that great of, of a defender. Um, and so that's probably one, one part of his game that he could work on the most, his defense. And he looked pretty pretty good defending Lou Dort. Uh, he looked, yeah, strong, quick. Um, and I think I think... His defense is, you can see the improvements already that he's made um, during the offseason. Yeah, and Donovan has improved defensively, and Rudy Gobert has been improving a lot offensively as well. Um, he finished the night with 16 points and, like you said, 21 rebounds. Um, and what really helps, Donovan Mitchell only had 16, which for him is uncharacteristic. But when you have six guys in double digits, we had Bogdanovich, Gobert, Mitchell, Conley, Clarkson and Ingles all with double digits. Um, Clarkson with 18, Mitchell and Gobert with 16, Bogdanovich with 22. You, you're going to have a tough time losing when you have that many guys scoring that well. That balanced scoring, they you can't just take away one guy um, because the Jazz have a lot of depth and they're able to um, get points on the board in a lot of different ways. Yeah. So that was, that was really uh, promising to see that. And we saw that uh, a bit against the Nuggets as well. But we're going to talk now about our that's game, moment of the game. The moment when we knew the game was over for better or for worse. When did you know that the Jazz had sealed the game and won? Uh, I knew when uh, JC came in, Jordan Clarkson came in right off the bench, didn't miss a beat from last year. Uh, He made his first, I think it was six or so shots in a row. He just came in. Provide that spark off the bench that we know he's going to provide, uh, and and went off his game. I love watching his game. I just it's so sporadic, but controlled at the same time. It's it's just it's so fun to watch, fun to see him play. And when he heats up, I mean, he's the human torch. He uh, it, it was fun to see. Um, and that was that was that was my moment where I knew the Jazz were gonna win the game. What about you? I mean, I knew pretty early on too. It was it was pretty clear that the Jazz were going to win, and I knew in the first quarter um, when Rudy Gobert crashing to the rim laid in a finger roll. Oh yes, I <laughs> he, forget about he that. He easily could have could have two hand slammed it, but he went up and he just laid it Rudy in. Rudy with the with the jelly. When Rudy hits <laughs> when Rudy hits the finger roll, you know that it's going to be a good game, and yeah. the Jazz were ahead. Um, they were firing on all cylinders. There were a couple lapses defensively, you know, yeah. rotation issues and things, but nothing, nothing too serious. And it ended with a win. Yeah, and uh, one thing to to touch on the player of this game probably was was Bogey. He uh, he looked good. And as I was watching the game, I was I was wondering, is this the first season since twenty twenty? That Bogey is fully healthy, because you know he missed the he missed the playoffs in the bubble for his uh, wrist surgery, 
And then he still wasn't fully recovered at the beginning of last season. And uh, he he just didn't look right for the majority of last season. You know, he, he had this big shooting slump, still recovering from his surgery. Finally, towards the end of the season in, in the playoffs, he went off. And he looked really, really good in that first game against OKC. Um, I think this could be a really good season for Bogey. Um, since he's fully healthy, as long as he, he stays fully healthy. Yeah, and he, I think, is one of the most underrated players, maybe even in the in the league. He just, he produces well. He can he can drive and shoot really well. Um, he, he didn't have a great night uh, getting to the rim against the Kings. He had some turnovers, but he has a very versatile game. He's got some size, and his shooting is lights out. Um, but he doesn't get talked about a ton outside of Utah. Yeah. Uh, when you look at the Jazz, you look at the big names like M- Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, you know, Sixth Man of the Year Jordan Clarkson, former Sixth Man of the Year Joe Ingles. Um, but the Jazz are so balanced that it's it's a threat for other teams. And Bogdanovich is a prime example of that. He, you know, he's in double digits every night, and he just is a very great versatile player. Yeah. Yeah. And this could be, this could be bogey season. This could be bogey season. Um, we'll take a look now at last night's game against Sacramento. The Jazz pulled out a bit of an ugly win against the Kings, um, despite struggles after Joe Ingles was ejected in the first quarter for a flagrant two foul. Yeah. Um, no, let's let's talk about that. What happened there? Well, you saw uh, it was it was Davian Mitchell. Yeah, he was going up. Uh, fast break layup. Joe Ingles trying to get out of the way, clips his foot, and he goes down scary. The officials ruled that it was unnecessary contact and reckless contact on a helpless shooter. And I think a flagrant one could have been maybe justified. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> not an ejection. It, it definitely was unintentional. Joe Ingles immediately apologized as soon as he saw him go down. He was worried about him. Um, clearly didn't mean to, there was no malicious intent, but was ejected just like that. And that was a huge blow to the jazz. It really, there was a huge momentum swing there because after that, the Kings went on a 15 and 0 run. Um, and that was not necessarily due to Joe Ingles being the jazz's number one producer and losing him. But when you take out one of your key rotators, you know, your rotation switches up. The chemistry is off. You're not in with the same guys that you usually are. And it looks like that's what happened with the Jazz. You know, that chemistry got thrown off. Um, a bit of a, like, moral-like problem. Morale, like they... Not moral. Morale. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they just looked to struggle quickly after Joe Ingles goes out, and they took a long time to recover from that. Uh, a lot of the first half... They turned the ball over too much. The Kings were running the fast break. Uh, lots of inside mid-range jumpers that were falling, floaters that were going for them. So bad first half, but the Jazz managed to scrape it out. Yeah, that's that's what I took away from, from the game. I mean, the Jazz were down most of the game. Uh, it just felt like they were going to lose that game, especially after... You had, you had Ingles, as you said, go out early in the first quarter. This affected the rotations and everything. And then you had um, 
technicals from Rudy and, and, and Quinn. It just didn't seem like it was going to be the, the Jazz's night. I would also add that some of these calls were, were very poor. Um, but the, the Jazz, they, they pulled it out despite not not looking too good. I mean, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think who from the Jazz just had a great performance. I don't, I don't really know. Everyone played kind of average. Um, but this is something that we, we talked about in the, in the last episode last week that we, we expected the Kings, although they may not be the best team, uh, in the West, they're a young team. They're scrappy. They'll compete. They got a lot of talent. I mean, Davion Mitchell was, was a monster defensively. He's going to be a force for a while, um, in the West. And yeah, it, it was a, it was an interesting game, a sluggish game and props to the jazz for coming and coming together in the end and pulling out the victory. Cause it, it didn't look like they were going to win that game. Yeah. Davian Mitchell was a problem Yeah, for the jazz. They really struggled getting points in the paint. The Kings outscored the jazz. I believe it was 54 to 40 yeah. for points in the paint. Um, because they were clogging up the lane, Dave, you don't, you don't often see someone in their second ever NBA game, step up and strip the ball from all-star Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell just could not get to the rack, which he compensated with greatly with his three point shooting. He still ended the night with 27 points, but they really forced him off his game. He wasn't able to score at will by getting to the rim. Um, so yeah, the Kings, I know I said last week, I'd be happy to see the Kings do better. Maybe not this, <laughs> this good. Uh, they were, they were definitely tougher than I thought it would be. And it was a very, very physical game. Um, almost yeah, definitely too physical. Rudy was getting bullied all night by yeah, Alex Len. Alex Len, every time he was in the game, he was, he was colliding with somebody, um, yeah, it was it was weird because I feel like the refs allowed a lot of physicality, but then there were also just some some really ticky tack, weak calls. I don't know. It was it was a poorly officiated game, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, the the Jazz pulled it out. Um, one one thing of note is is as as we talked about, Davion Mitchell locked down Donovan. This has been a, a theme in the first two games of the season. Donovan hasn't really been able to get to the basket as we, we know he's capable of doing. In his credit, he's gone up against Lou Dort and, and now Davion Mitchell, who, who looks to be a really good defender. Uh, what do you think about this? Do you think uh, this is, is this cause for concern or, or what's your opinion on this? I'm a little concerned. Yeah. I think um, in the past, Donovan Donovan Mitchell has really been able to cut through the lane and get a look no matter who was on him. Yeah. Um, But I think I'm not terribly concerned. And that's because the Jazz didn't have the ball movement that they usually have last night. Um, Their offense seemed kind of stagnant. They were trying a lot of ISO kind of like one-on-one basketball, and that's not the name of the game. Um. Utah Jazz brand of basketball is a lot of ball movement, um, finding open looks or open lanes. So I think that as the ball movement improves, 
Donovan Mitchell's ability to get to the rim will improve because both Sacramento and OKC were able to really collapse on him and force um, force turnovers. He wasn't able to even kick the ball out a lot of the times. He the ball was stripped or knocked away or um, out of bounds or missed shots because they really were taking the rim away. So I think we just need to go back to the ball movement that we know and love, find more open looks and more open lanes, and uh, I think it'll improve a lot in all aspects of his game. The reason why I'm not terribly concerned is because even though they took away his kind of his driving, he scored 27 points. Lights out from three. Um, so why should I be that worried? I yeah. mean, if you take away his bread and butter and he's still getting 27 points, I think they should be concerned. Yeah. Um, I Yeah, it's, it's not cause for concern for me. I mean, we're used to seeing the Jazz in general have slow starts at the beginning of the season, but also Donovan Mitchell... Uh, has had these slow starts, um, so I'm I'm not worried. He is looking dominant from from three so far, and uh, this goes back to the the playoffs of last year, where Donovan, uh, his his ankle he couldn't uh drive as well because he was having his his ankle problems, didn't have that that quick first step, so he had to rely more on his his three point shot, and we saw that he still went off in the playoffs with these 44 or these 40 point games on on a bummy ankle and I'm wondering if if this uh confidence early in these first two games in his three point shot goes back to him seeing back in the playoffs oh like I I don't I can't get to the basket but I can still dominate from behind the arc um so I'm I'm not too worried um I think it's just another slow a slow start for Mitchell to start the season. But like you said, he dropped 27 last night. He should be good. And going forward, hopefully he's able to go back to his game a little bit. Now we'll take a look at the Jazz's matches up, matchups for this next week. Tuesday, the Nuggets are coming to Salt Lake City. Reigning MVP Jokic um, averaging 29.5 points per game. Uh, leading this team in points, assists, blocks, and steals, um, which is scary. What else is scary is they have four other guys all in double digits. So the Nuggets are looking pretty good. Um, Utah, though, I think has a more balanced scoring. Um, They're more of a threat versatility-wise. So I think they'll be able to... If they take away Jokic, they'll be able to pull out a win. Um, it should be a great matchup, though. The key to this game will really be locking down Jokic and having that same balance scoring that they've had through their first two games. Yeah, the Nuggets are a tough team. I'm excited to watch this game, even without Jamal Murray. Um, they'll they'll be even deadlier when he, when he returns. But yeah, this will be a the the, the Gobert. Rudy Gobert, Nikola Jokic battles are always are always fun to watch, and uh, we'll see this one. This could be a potential playoff playoff matchup preview um, Tuesday night. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and Jokic really is a unique case. You know, you don't often see a center who leads your point your team in points, assists, blocks, and steals. Yeah. So it's definitely exciting, but I think 
we match up well against them and we'll be able to take away their brand of basketball and uh, play to our strengths to pull out a win. Yeah. Then we have Thursday night against the Rockets. The Jazz will be traveling to Houston to play them. The Rockets, I mean, honestly, this should be an easy win. The Rockets are one of the worst teams in the NBA, 29th in the NBA power rankings right above the Thunder. Um, But they they did acquire some talent in the offseason. They drafted Jalen Green, number two overall. He is a 6'6 shooting guard from the G League Ignite, where he averaged 17.1 points last year, 4.1 rebounds, 2.8 assists. So he's a player who did not go to college. Instead, uh, went to the straight to the G League, and uh, he looked he looked dominant. I'm excited to see him play. I'm interested to see if going straight to the G League helps you be more prepared for the NBA as opposed to going to college. It'll be interesting to see how he does this this year. Again, drafted number two overall. And then the Rockets acquired the 16th pick from OKC this past draft to draft Turkish big man Alfiren Sengin. I don't know if I'm I'm saying that right, but he uh he averaged 14.5 points, 11 rebounds, 2.8 assists, and three blocks in the preseason. So he looked pretty good too. Um It'll be nice to see them play, uh, but yeah, I'm expecting an easy win for the for the Jazz. The Jazz should not lose this one. Um, that that would be pretty bad if they lost. Yeah, it's it's not a worrying game for me. Yeah, um, I am a little worried though about Saturday's matchup against the Bulls. Um, right now, Zach Levine has averaged 33 points through his two games, um, and is combining with DeRozan for an average of 54.5 points per game. Um, that's just through two games, so it's hard to really know and get a feel, but they have a scary lineup. Lonzo Ball also um, in double digits, also averaging seven assists. Uh, so this is the one that's scary to me, and we don't have a lot of precedent for it. There's not; It's a big question mark. I don't really know how the Jazz will match up against this lineup, um, so I'm interested to see how it goes. Yeah, the Chicago Bulls, uh, there's a lot of, unknowns about them they went 4-0 in the preseason added all this talent in the offseason uh in doing my research uh about them they're 15th in the power rankings but i feel like that's low they look good their roster is is pretty stacked with with some good talent i mean lonzo ball playing the best basketball of his career uh same with uh zach levine um, I didn't realize you had Derek Jones Jr. on this team, uh, Vucevic. Uh, this this team looks looks a lot better than they're getting credit for, and this is going to be a game where the Jazz have to go to Chicago. Um, I I would be surprised if the Jazz could pull out a win uh, in in this game. I think this could be the first loss of the season. If the Jazz win, I'd be pleasantly surprised. Um, I think. I mean, I don't even know what the what the key to the game is. There's so many question marks. We don't know about this team. But Zach Levine has been dominant lately. I think you just got you have to focus on shutting him down. You can't you can't let him drop thirty on you. Yeah, and I'm there are a lot of question marks. It's definitely a lot of uncertainties. But I I feel pretty confident in how the Jazz match up. I think that they can still the way that they balance their scoring. Their versatility. I think they'll be able to pull out a win. 
Um, so I feel fairly confident about the Jazz's ability. Uh, the only like question mark for me is how they how they go about it, their scheme kind of for stopping uh, Chicago's scoring ability. And if you'd like to see the Jazz live and in person, we are giving away two tickets to this week's matchup against uh, the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, two absolutely free tickets. You can follow us on social media for details. Unlimited entries. Tag as many people as you want, and we will announce the winner on Monday. That's all we have for today. Go Jazz. Let's keep it up. Go We've already jazz. undefeated season so far. We'll see how it goes on this week. On pace for 82-0. You know, first two games, Jazz. It's it's just fun to watch the Jazz. Not the best performances, but it's, it's fun that they're back. Um, it's exciting, man. And and you can trust that the Smooth Jazz Podcast will be here every step of the way as uh we hope the Jazz are on the way to the to the to the championship season we've long awaited. So Thanks for listening. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram and tune in next week for a new episode of Smooth Jazz. Mm-hmm.